Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to a new episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. Uh, this week, my guest is Brian Gordon. Uh, Brian, let's, uh, let's start by giving everybody a bit of an intro to yourself and then we'll get into this. Sure, absolutely. So first off, Glenn, thank you for having me on. Um, you know, we met what, over a year or two ago at a mastermind in Florida and I've uh, been following a lot of the great work that you've been doing since then. So really appreciate you having me on and hopefully I can add some value to your listeners. So a little bit about me. I'm 45 years old. I live in uh, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I've been investing in real estate probably for about 10, 12 years, but I've been seriously investing, I would say, for the past five, six years. And I, I, I really distinguish between that because when I say seriously investing, I mean educating myself, going to masterminds, you know, treating real estate as a business. So I've been doing that, I'd say, for the past five, six years and started my investment career doing duplex conversions like many new investors. So buying a single family property, adding a legal secondary suite, and then really rinsing, repeating um, over and over and over again. I also have a few short-term rentals, um, a multi, and doing some doing my first land development deal in uh, Jamaica, which we may talk about at some point. Um, yeah, so that that's where I am in a nutshell. And I have a wife and two lovely kids. <laughs> that's awesome. And I love that you distinguished like from, you know, doing real estate and having a business because a, a lot of people ask me that too. And they're like, how long have you been doing this? And you're like, well, forever, but for as a business, you know, like where like it's, you know, generates enough money where I'm actually have systems. I've actually done some training. It's actually got efficient and, you know, it, it actually isn't, you know, it's planned. It's repeatable. It, you know, yeah. A lot of people forget it's that. Possible. You're being intentional. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's a huge difference, right? For sure. For sure. Okay. So I don't know which way we want to go about this too. Um, like you have so much knowledge in a lot of these different aspects. Um, let's let's maybe just talk about a little bit about um, what you're doing in uh, at George Brown recently, because I I learned about this when we were at the mastermind. We actually had a discussion about this, and it was I'm kind of interesting how it all ended because I I heard the start of this when you were planning for this course, and I didn't I didn't hear this, the whole how it progressed. Sure, sure. So maybe I'll backtrack. So about yeah. a year ago, I was having lunch with a really good friend of mine. And I told him that I, I'm, I'm going to create a course and I'd instead of doing what most investors do, which is fantastic, you know, teaching them at workshops on the weekends and so on. I said, I'd like to use the college um, as a platform to educate you know, mature adults. And he's like, that sounds like a great idea. And he's like, well, you know that I teach a course at George Brown. He's like, why don't I connect you with the dean? And I was like, awesome. Yeah. So, so I went back. He, he emailed the dean, CC me. We connected and this was actually about almost a year ago to the date yeah and i chatted with the dean for about an hour and a half we kicked it off i put the curriculum together long story short um created the course from scratch marketed the course and i started teaching and beginning of october so it's an eight-week course and i geared it towards new real estate investors and i did that glenn uh, because i know when i was in my early 20s I always wanted to use real estate as a vehicle to build wealth. I didn't know anything about real estate, but I knew that you could build wealth through real estate, but I didn't know where to start. Um, the internet wasn't as prevalent back then. I mean, you, you probably know, and you could find the odd book, but it wasn't enough, right? Yeah. And so I wish I had that, 
you know, that platform, or at least I knew where to go. I had the opportunity to, uh, to go somewhere. And that was also reasonable, reasonably priced. Right. So anyway, so I, I geared it towards a new real estate investor, an investor that maybe had no properties or an investor that had maybe one or two. And again, like I said, I started teaching in October and it's been an amazing experience. It's been very rewarding. I actually taught my last class last night. Um, it's a, like I said, it's an eight week course and yeah. I cover, you know, a number of different strategies, like short term rental, I strat, I um, talk about duplex conversions. And then I also bring guest speakers on as well. So students aren't just listening to me yap for, for three hours. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, I mean, I'm just trying to picture this. So this is like a night class, I'm assuming, right? So they, yeah. they come in in the evening. Um, and then what, what as you like, cause you've now done a whole full course, like what, what did you feel were the, the, I don't know, the client a or avatar for this course? Were they people who were, exactly that there were their first ones do you think that they're planning to take action do you think you got more you know solve some fear or created new fear um like what uh what what do you think the chances of these people are going to go buy property because that's it's it's not easy for for kids to get first timers to go buy i know it's a very big task it is a very big task so talk, let's talk about the demographics the demographics of that class was students anywhere from i'd say maybe 30 to 40 years old um, only three investors, three individuals had an investment property already. Mm -hmm. The rest of the class didn't. So there's about 10 students in the class. And, but there were some investors that didn't own property said that they did have the money. They just didn't know how to start. Right. And typically, you know, as you know, when investors actually have the money, they're a bit more inclined to yep. you know, move forward and take action. And so so it's funny that you asked that question because one of the things I asked my class last night is to stay in touch with me, you know, take my Instagram handle and let's follow up in six months. Maybe we all go for a coffee and let's see where everyone is uh, because I want to know exactly that. I want to know who actually took action because I don't want to teach the course just for teaching sake. Like I'm, I'm not doing it for the money. It's a college course. I'm not making a ton of money. It, I'm really truly doing it to give back. Um, to the community yep. and again because of what I said earlier um, so you know I'm hoping at least 25 to 30 percent of the, I mean I'm hoping everyone takes action but you know that's never the case so I, I'm being going to be a bit more realistic and hope that at least 25 to 30 percent of the students take action yeah yeah and that's what I've found is the people who take sign up for these courses are they do want to do real estate and sometimes it's just massive fear um, that's in them. And, um, the, some of them they'll go and they'll take the, um, your education and they, at least for my education and they'll go off and, you know, do it just as big as stuff as I'm doing. Right. Um, just, just totally run with it. And then there's other people who will never take that first step. And sometimes like, um, you know, part of it is giving back. You can even take them on as your joint ventures or whatever, because they do want to do this. They need someone to help hold their hand through the whole process. And it could be anyway, a way to grow this. Um, in the economy right now, um, when people were taking the course was interest rates was the, you know, the state of the economy right now. So we're recording this in December, 2023 um, was, was that playing into the factor or the fear of, or how was that play, playing into how they could, they would buy um, and, and even your strategy for teaching them how to buy? Yeah. So it's interesting, Glenn, 
that so as an investor and as you know the economy is top of mind especially specifically yeah. around interest rates right so that's something we think about all the time however students never brought that up i don't really? know if it's because they they just didn't understand how interest rates impacted you know an, an investor or properties but of course i brought it up i had a i had a full class on the well part of part class on the economy and interest rates and so on and so I just, you know, went through how interest rates impact, you know, the, the thought process, the strategy and so on. But I did talk about how it's impacting individuals now or investors. Um, and also mentioned, I believe that, you know, right now, and I'd love to hear your thought right now is probably going to be one of the best times, at least from now, maybe to the next six to 12 months to buy real estate, because ultimately I believe interest rates are going to drop. They may not go back to 2% or one and a half percent unless there's a doomsday situation. Yes. But I do think interest rates are going to come down maybe 2%, maybe two and a half. And, you know, as you know, interest rates are inversely correlated to house prices, house prices, interest rates go down, house prices go up. So at some point interest rates going to drop, right? The U.S. Federal Reserve said what last week at their interest rate announcements that they're probably going to have three cuts next year, which means that <laughs> historically interest house prices will go up. Exactly. So I think we have a sweet spot over the next six months, especially in the winter season, yep. January, February, to buy some property. Um, that's my thought. It's it's yep. not fact. It's just my opinion. Um, so I've been trying to communicate that. And actually, I talked about that last night in my last class that I gave them my thoughts. Again, I told them it's not fact. It's just my opinion, you know, based on exactly what I just told you. And I told them, it, you know, you're never going to be 100% comfortable when you buy your first property. You know, I told them, I'm, I said, even though I've been investing, you know, as a professional for six, five or six years, I'm never comfortable when I buy a property. I, I always lose sleep my first night. Yeah. Right. My wife will say to me, you know, she's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, well, I'm thinking about X, Y and Z. Right. It's just me. And so I told him, you know, be 70 percent ready and figure the rest out later. I love it. No, I feel the same way. And um, and this right now, I totally agree, is probably the best time to buy. Because if like what the way I always push the students is to, you know, force the appreciation through a renovation, right? Um, even a light one, even uh, cosmetic, just to, to freshen things up because you can probably buy it at a cheaper price if that's not done. And you'll make more money than the renovation costs. You should anyway, if you're doing this right. Um, and you can buy at a discount right now. So people are still selling properties at a discount. The, the market is at a discount. Um, if you believe that the interest rates are going to go down, because like you said, the Federal Reserve is going down, you're not only going to hit the, um, as the Federal Reserve lowers the rates, it's going to increase the prices. Also, if you're starting right now, you know, a typical renovation, like if you're going to do, I usually say three months of renovation, right? Three months, you're going to hit the, um, the spring market. So that's the, usually the top time to sell in cold states, right? Or it's cold provinces, <laughs> right? Or all provinces. <laughs> but um, it, that's going to be, you're going to hit the timing right for selling or for refinancing if you do the, the ref, um, a renovation on the property. So uh, you might hit this proper perfectly where you get the bump, you buy it cheap, you get the bump, you move it into a, a lower interest loan. So you're going to get the, the perk of both things that are going on right now. Hello, everybody. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that I've created a new coaching program. I believe the new coaching program has way more value than any of the programs that have even existed in the past. What we've done is pre-recorded all the lessons so that you can work through it at your own pace, which is pretty cool. And then we're going to meet up 
on a regular basis to answer the questions, do deal analysis, and actually spend our time together working on things instead of spending our time learning things. I think this will make a seamless transition to buying in the United States and will help you solve a lot of your problems. If this is of interest to you, go to glensutherland.com slash coaching. I hope to help you guys invest in the United States and I hope we provide as much value as possible. Back to the podcast. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Glenn. So I, again, I told my students that, look, it, it is harder, um, more difficult to qualify for mortgage, but... I said, do what you need to do, team up with someone, get a, a mortgage qualifier, because I think in a year or two years from now, you're going to look like a genius, is exactly what I said. Yep. And the hardest part about a lot of this, which people totally downplay, is actually finding the deal. And some of these people, even if they don't have the money, um, getting up someone to more qualify for a deal that's a killer deal isn't shouldn't be an issue, right? Um, you know, don't wait until you have the deal. Start building your network, having call, calls and talking to people. But even if you don't have any money, if you're a good deal hunter, you go and on knocking on doors is a lot of work and a lot of people don't want to do it. But I know for a fact, I know someone from London that that's how they made it. They had no money. They knocked on doors. That's what they were told to do. And they actually did it. And now they have a huge business. And it, it, it's it's you put the work in. You got to put something in, right? You have to work it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's not. I tell them real estate is not a get rich quick. It's a get rich slow. Slow, sorry. And it takes, you know, five to 10 years, I believe, to really grow your wealth in real estate. Sure, it can be quicker. Um, but if, you know, I usually buy a property every, I, I, I'm very slow and conservative to, to most investors. I know you're probably buying like three or four properties a month. I will buy a property, renovate it, you know, duplex it, whatever, you know, lease it up. And then I'll buy my next property. And from beginning to end, that's usually six to eight months. And then I'll move on, right? So I I, I do things a lot slower. So on average, that I buy makes sense. I buy a property every eight months, right? It, it's focus, and that's that's honestly what it is. And like a lot of my projects, I mean, it's kind of like a shotgun blast. We do a lot of them that you know, they're you know, we force the value up forty grand, and you know, we split twenty with me and the JV. So that that's like a typical project. So it's a lot of smaller base hits, but lots of them, right? Um, so, it, you know, every strategy works. Honestly, it's just taking action. That's the biggest thing from going from taking a course is to actually start doing something. A lot of people are going to wait until they know everything and they feel comfortable with everything and they understand everything about the property and you're not going to. Yeah, totally. And because I, I want my students to be successful, I told them, look, reach out to me on Instagram. If you have a deal that you're looking at and you're hesitant, I said, I'm not going to give you advice but I'll give you things to consider. So I will look at the deal because I want them to take action because we understand the benefit of real estate. We know how real estate has changed our lives. So, and I want the same for them, right? I genuinely do. So I said, you know, reach out to me, just be thoughtful, be mindful and respectful of my time. Yeah. But if you do have a deal, then absolutely, I'm happy to take a look at it. And um, like off the start, we were talking about Jamaica a little bit. Um, how does this economy even affect Jamaica like um I, I don't I don't know anything about your Jamaica project but like do you do financing there is the economy affecting things there how does how does the deal even work there and does the economy play in yeah so two good questions and one so let's look at the economy yeah. so you have resort towns right like you know well certain places in Florida southwest Florida you have places like Collingwood or Blue Mountain, that's really effect, that's really seasonal. And really, when there's a poor economy, the, the 
it really impacts those tourist uh, towns or cities, right? Because people have less money, they travel, and less money goes into the economy. So Jamaica is is a tourist island, right? Yeah. A tourist <laughs> country, right? If the economy is doing well, I believe that the stat is 60% of the tourists come from the United States. So forget the rest of the world. If the American economy is doing terrible, right, it's going to directly impact the Jamaican economy. So you, regardless, I think, of what strategy to some degree you deploy, you need to be mindful of, I believe, how the U.S. economy is doing and just the overall global economy So because it's going to impact it. Um, but in terms of financing, it's pretty similar to here. Interest rates are about a percent and a half higher. So what we did is we bought vacant land about 10 months ago, me and my two partners. It's our quarter acre. And we bought it cash, right? Yeah. Um, and everything's done there typically in U.S. dollars. So we bought it in cash. And you can now leverage, actually kind of like Cape Coral, you can now leverage the land as essentially equity or down payment for financing. So we will not need to come up with any further funds to start the deal, to do our construction, to get our construction financing. So pretty similar. And they have, you know, they have two or three large banks, some banks that specialize in construction financing. So it's really about building, like anything else, building the relationships with the individuals at the bank. Um, like you said, today's what, December 21st, I'm going to Jamaica in three days nice. um, to meet with my potential development partners um, and to just start, you know, putting pen to paper on the deal to move forward. The idea is we are going to build four condos and two two-bedroom townhouses. Uh, however, the developer is trying to buy the lot beside us and if they do, then we'll be able to triple the density, which is pretty cool. And uh, so it's a pretty cool project. I'll actually text it to you so you can take a look at it because I got yeah. the renderings. Very, very cool. I'm excited. I'm really excited about it. No, I, I'm I'm excited for you. That That's awesome. So I'm just curious about, because always whenever you're doing financing in different countries, um, some of them will consider, um, you know, income in Canada. Like, how do they qualify you for this? Or is it just sort of like, um, doing a multifamily project or a commercial project, that kind of financing? Or how do, how do they qualify you for these loans? So one of the things I did is, um, because my dad um, is a Jamaican, I just recently, what, a month ago, I got my Jamaican citizen citizenship. So that will help me greatly with financing. So I'm considered um, you know, a domestic borrower. Yeah. So the rules are a bit less strict. And then also as part of the state planning, my mom owns a house there, so she put me on the deed. So I technically have, outside of the land that we purchased, we also have a house that's paid off in full. So I can leverage both of that as assets to get the loan. And then it's just similar to, I have to go down with my Canadian um, pay stub, T4. They're very, very stringent. I was actually surprised. I opened a bank account when I was there back in February, February or March. And I had to get references from Canada. I had to get references from down there. I had to bring um, T4s, pay stubs. And this was just to open a bank account. Wow. Right? Yeah, not <laughs> for a loan. It was insane. But so they're very strict, which is surprising. Um, but yeah, anyways, to going back to your question, the financing um, qualifications are pretty similar. I haven't gone through it yet, but I have spoken with the developer to find out what the, what the banks typically want. And they will ask for, again, similar paperwork like T4s, pay stubs. I'll probably have to give references again and, again, use the property that we have as collateral. 
Okay. And then for, um, I'm just like, I'm just curious yeah. for like uh, leverage rates on like a construction loan and leverage rates on your refinance loan. What, what kind of numbers are they? Yeah, great question. So when I was there, I asked the exact same question. <laughs> again, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not a subject matter expert. I'm learning as I go. So when I was there, I asked the developer that same question and you can get construction financing loan to value at 80%, 75%. Um, like anything else, like up here, you know, it depends on your qualifications. Um, it depends on your track record and so on. And that's one of the good things that we're doing is we're teaming up with a builder down there that has a track record that's done a couple projects already. And so, you know, we'll look more favorable when we do go to the bank. Um, and that's my mom's also pretty well connected there as well. So that, that will help with the process. Yeah. And your, your track record in Canada, do they care about that at all? Like for properties you've done? I don't know. Um, like I said, I haven't had my initial conversations yet with them. Hopefully they do. Cause I do know when I was, when I was getting pre-approved for a mortgage in Florida, they might, they looked at my track record in Canada. So I sent them my portfolio, um, projects that I've done, pictures, et cetera. And they did consider my track record home. So hopefully they do. Um, but again, that's one of the reasons why we've decided to team up with the developer because they have a track record there and in the local community as well. And honestly, that's what I, uh, is one of the smartest things to do. You, you want to go to Puerto Rico. You want to go to the U S is you want to do anything. You team up on the first one. If I would have teamed up on my first projects in the U S rather than doing myself, the whole thing would be years ahead. Um, it was me figuring out a lot of stuff that I could have leveraged, right? Then, then doing this all completely myself, you know, time, yeah, financing, funny. everything. <laughs> yeah, and it actually happened by chance, Glenn. I, I got a call a couple months ago, what, two months ago. Um, or my cousin did actually, because he's one of our partners and they just researched him. They pulled title in Jamaica. So pretty interesting. They pulled title. Um, they called him. He's in New York. Yeah. And they're like, hey, you own X lot. And he's like, yes, he thought it was a, actually a scam. Oh. And so he's just playing along. He's like, you own X lot in X neighborhood. And he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, well, I'm, you know, I'm a developer. Would you be interested in selling or partnering with up with us? And then so we had a we had a Zoom meeting um, about a month ago. And then so we all got together. And I mean, it's such a small world. When I was in Jamaica back in March, I had my mom had introduced me to this developer. Yeah. And I went, I walked through his project and so on. And anyways, long story short, he was one of the developers on the call. It was two developers. And I was like, wow, such a small world. So <laughs> anyway, needless to say, we hit it off and we're, we're, we're partnering up. Yeah. So the guy that owned the land, he didn't even realize he owned the land? No, no. So the, the guy, so we own one lot and then their neighbor beside us, he owns oh, he owned another lot, right? So he's trying to bring them in on the deal as well, either as partners or just buy the lot. Um, so I guess we can get density, but yeah, just, anyway, just a small world, just that I knew that one of the individuals on one of the builders on the call that, um, that we had set up to, to chat about a future development. So pretty cool. So with something like this, what kind of, what kind of timelines? Cause I know even, um, you have some moving parts, like not even knowing if you can get the next neighboring lot, but, um, I know, which I know this is going to really screw up the question because what would be the timeline on this and how much did that, is that holding you up getting the potential of that lot? So the timeline will be nine months. That's what we're told, but it's Jamaica, the Caribbean, things move a lot slower. So I'm not going to hold my breath. I'm estimating usually 15 months. I mean, even here when 
my contractor tells me two months, I budget for three months, always. That's a great way to do it. <laughs> always. I, that's just rule of thumb for me. So I expect the development to take at least um, 15 to 18 months. And because they're also importing a lot of material from, from, from the States. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's going to be a higher end property, you know, our avatar, our hotel executives. So, you know, they expect a certain level of finishes. Um, so, and, I, and so this is a four condos or fourplex or something, correct. Right. What is it? If you, someone was like, just looking at this, what does it, what would it, what would it look like? It's going to look like to some degree, at least part of it, like a two story, a two story low rise condo. Yep. Right. Um, narrow and long. And then you're going to also have two separate two townhouses um, separately. I wish I had my phone here. I purposely <laughs> took it out of the room because I didn't want it to uh, to ring. But um, but like I said, I'll send you I'll send you the rendering. Yeah, yeah cool. I'll throw it in. I'll throw some. Uh, I'll, if you guys watch this on YouTube, I'll throw some. some yeah, yeah. Throw it in there. Throw it in there. It's, it's very impressive. And like I said, I saw this guy's project when I was there a few months back and his workmanship is is over the top like i actually think it's too high end for the even for the audience but i mean the finishes are are amazing he has then, like location wise is this like close to a beach or is it inland is it close to supermarkets or what what you know if you're just trying to pick a location for this how do you even do that from a distance so, did you actually so physically the, go see across it? the street from the water and what's cool is to the left of the lot they're going to build a park so we'll have sea views um, from the top floor which is pretty amazing and you're probably about a five minute walk to the beach and you're about a 20 minute drive to a city named Negril, which is a very very touristy uh city so you know i'd say maybe 30 percent of the tourists when they go to jamaica they go to the to this town and there's a you know a host of hotels there and a ton of things to do so and my great. question, whenever I'm always going down there, because I'm, I'm going to Costa Rica in, in January, and my always question is, like, when we're trying to book something like that, how far are you from the airport? Yeah, great question. So it's 35 minutes from the airport. That's nothing. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and it's a good question because most people, myself included, don't want to spend more than an hour. I don't want to spend more than an hour to get to my hotel. You're so excited to get off that plane. And sometimes yeah. you're like, now we got another two hour drive. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely. like, oh, I've yeah. done that. <laughs> So what do you go to Costa Rica for? Vacation or are you looking at some properties? Uh, a vacation. vacation. No, maybe I should look at some properties and turn it into a business trip. But no, it's 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 vacation. I uh, we're doing our uh, me and my wife's ten year, so we're going there and taking a whole bunch of friends. Oh, congratulations, man! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we were there last year for um, our real estate trip. Beautiful. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's beautiful. I'm taking the kids too, so they'll get to see the monkeys and all that stuff. Oh, nice, nice. That'll be awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, Brian, um, I'm not sure if there was other stuff you wanted to cover, but maybe we'll, uh, let's just sort of wrap it up. If people wanted to, you know, get information on your course at George Brown, they wanted to get information on, um, like, because even listening to you uh, talking about Jamaica, where my mind goes is, that sounds awesome. Uh but it also sounds like a lot of missing pieces for me to personally do this. And I would probably want to just invest with you rather than try and figure this all out myself. So if someone was interested in, you know, investing in this project, a future project or George Brown or any other stuff, how, how do they, how do they find you? The sure, best way to find me is on Instagram. My handle is acquiring underscore wisdom. 
And for this project specifically in Jamaica, because it's my first project, so my rule of thumb is I never take on investors when I'm doing a, a project that I've never done before. That's just me. Um, I like to learn first, make my mistakes, and then I'm happy to bring partners on. So I'll, I, I'm not raising capital for this project. But yeah, absolutely for future projects or other things, feel free to look me up at acquiring underscore wisdom dot um, I was gonna say .com, just acquiring underscore wisdom. And if you're interested in the George Brown course, I'd love to answer any questions. The next course will be in February, 2024. So again, hit me up. Happy to answer any questions your, your listeners have. That's awesome. And I love that strategy. It's the same thing I do. Even when I'm working in a new city, I like to uh, do the project myself or with one of my existing partners before we don't bring on new people. That's where all the risk is. It's a new project. Um, like that's where you don't know this contractor, you don't know this, whatever, you don't know the, the details of permits permitting for that city, right? You just every, the finer points of, um, even I always say, do it yourself or even come in as a joint venture, have a proof of concept. You can show a project that's done. Um, but that, that there's the golden nugget. Oh, well, one of like five golden nuggets in this, uh, <laughs> this episode, but that you, know, you kind of like slipped right over there, but that is a golden nugget. And I, and you will, um, because you, your name is your brand. And if you taint that, it's hard to get it back. Um, it's, it's much easier to just take, come up with something that's going to be less risky. <laughs> and, and kudos to you, Glenn. I don't think I mentioned it before, but you know, you're, you're very well known in the investment space. And I've spoken to many people about you and I could truthfully and honestly say that I've heard nothing but good things about you and your integrity and your willingness to give back. So kudos to you. Thank you. Um, you know, usually with people that are this well-known, you, you do hear some rumblings, but I can honestly say I've heard nothing but amazing things about you. So great work and keep it up. Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Brian, appreciate your time. Um, this is a good one. I have no idea what I'm going to name it because um, we talked about so many different things, but uh, awesome. Awesome. I'm excited to, to see how this whole Jamaica thing plans out and uh, um, even post in my Facebook group some pictures of this as it's going through progress because I think there's a lot of people that'd be interested to see you know how this kind of goes like this is what we think it's going to look like this is how it's coming along and this is how it ends up right yeah, absolutely so I think it's I, I'm interested myself so um, yeah that'd be awesome <laughs> yeah no I'll definitely keep you guys posted for sure okay well thanks thanks for coming on the show I really appreciate your time you're welcome thanks for having me Glenn much appreciated that was a nice video. Bye!